Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope we got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap-Up. On 95-7, the game. Draymond up the floor. Dribbles it, waits. Hand off Thompson, takes a three on the way. No good. Looney with a tip, no good. Tipped up, it's good! At the buzzer! Kavon Looney! Kavon Looney tipped it in. A scramble at the rim. The Warriors celebrate, jumping up and down, mobbing number five at midcourt. What a way to bring in the new year! Yeah, what a way indeed. Tim Roy on the call there as the Warriors win a wild one tonight inside Chase Center, 143-141 to in double overtime. We welcome you inside Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson with you. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text as the Warriors, uh, after blowing a 21-point lead, uh, allowed themselves to force overtime on a Dante DiVincenzo three. They go 11-11 in overtime number one, and uh, looking like we were headed to potentially a third overtime. Kavon Looney with his 21st rebound of the night and his 11th offensive rebound of the night sends the Warriors home a winner uh, with the putback at the horn, 14 points for Looney. And again, the Warriors get the job done, 143 to 101. A lot of heroes tonight. Uh, if you want to give me your hero of the game tonight, you can do so at 888-957-9570. Uh, Got to start with Clay Thompson uh, after Kevon Looney with the game winner. What a night for Clay Thompson. 54 points, knocks down 10 three-pointers, and, and just had – Every answer, another hot start for Clay, another hot start for the Warriors, similar to the ball game in this building on Friday night where Clay Thompson was able to pour in 15 first quarter points. He had 16 tonight in the first quarter after 15 on Friday, four of six from three. The Warriors equaled their seven of 14 from three point range in the game against Portland tonight in the first quarter. It was looking good, 38-26 after one. Warriors would push the lead up to 21 before the Hawks would close the gap a little bit going into the halftime, but the Warriors still had a 70-53 to lead at the halftime, and that's when uh, this thing flipped. Third quarter, Hawks got it all back. A couple of turnovers for the Warriors. They go cold, and Atlanta just uh, no defense for the Dubs in that third quarter. 42-25 Hawks to send it to the fourth quarter tied 
and it looked like this was really for a second consecutive game going to be one that the Warriors let get away down the stretch, but the Warriors refused to let it get away down the stretch. After leading by 21, they found themselves trailing in the fourth, 115-106. to The Warriors chipping away. Uh, Jordan Poole getting to the free throw line. Klay Thompson hitting one of many critical three-pointers. Kavon Looney uh, hit a couple of free throws, and the Warriors then looked like uh, it was going to be a, a problematic end to this one they got three chances at the rim at 117 to 113 missed them all with just under three minutes to go uh and then uh, more chances after a stop uh Jordan Poole taking a shot Kavon Looney another stop there uh Draymond Green fouled Clay Thompson on a drive it, it put the Warriors in a spot where they were down by four then Clay Thompson with another critical three a uh, couple of no calls both ways at the end of regulation. Trey Young thought he got fouled, and then Jordan Poole lost the ball out of bounds. Uh, the Warriors were forced to foul, and sometimes you got to get a little bit lucky, but I think the Warriors are in a position lately where they've been making their own breaks. And after a Clay Thompson miss, Jordan Poole, offensive rebound gets blocked on a three, but the block goes right to Dante DiVincenzo who steps into the game tying three pointer and the Warriors find themselves all knotted up going into uh, overtime at 121-121 really big story in the game for for the Dubs 23 offensive rebounds uh, offensive rebounds second chances able to to help the Warriors hang in this game in every critical juncture that it looked like the Hawks were going to be able to, to close them out after the, the big comeback. And it was just another one of these nights where the Warriors just hustled their way and ground their way to a, a big win with a lot of different heroes. So 888-957-9570, 9570 John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap-Up 95.7 The Game. It's the fifth consecutive win for the Warriors. They are now 17-2 and at home on the season and they are 20 and 18 overall so they came home off the bad road trip 15 and 18 without Steph Curry without Andrew Wiggins who still has yet to make his return and they've now won five consecutive games beating Memphis beating Charlotte beating Utah Portland and now Atlanta here to begin the 2023 portion of the schedule and uh, just a just a hell of a win I, I mean just a hell of a win and a hell of a performance from another rested Clay Thompson uh, having a couple of days off. The Warriors didn't do anything over the weekend, and Clay came out knowing that that his team needed him to to be carried, and Clay found it. You know, we've we've talked about the fact that that Clay can't always call it up necessarily when he wants to, but the one thing nobody would deny is that Clay Thompson still has the ability here and there to put up vintage Clay Thompson performances, and and that's what the Warriors got tonight a vintage. Clay Thompson throwback performance you know, along the lines of of game six clay or or playoff clay and it it came just when the when the Warriors truly truly needed it uh, and they walk out of Chase Center tonight with their fifth consecutive win at one forty three to one forty one uh, a couple of nights after. Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole combining for 73. Tonight they go for 82. And look, I know Jordan Poole is a lot of Warrior fans are frustrated with the turnovers. There, there was some pensive uh, groans as Poole would would make his drives at points down the stretch and, and in the overtime periods because it almost felt as if a, a turnover was coming uh, in different instances. But 
the one thing the Warriors absolutely need right now is point production. And nothing's going to be perfect. And when you're handling the ball as much as Jordan Poole is in that Steph Curry role as the primary, sometimes turnovers are part of the deal. And I get it. Sometimes Poole's trying to do too much. Sometimes he's a little careless with the dribble. Sometimes it's it's looking to make a, a bad pass. But the reality of the situation is for the Warriors and for Jordan Poole, it, they they need they need his points right now, flat out. And if he doesn't pour in 28, we're talking about a loss here tonight and, and maybe a missed opportunity for the Warriors to continue to separate themselves from, from 500. So while it was far from a perfect outing for Jordan Poole, they really needed the production that they got from him, and I think you have to you have to still give Jordan Poole the credit for, for stepping up and playing 45 minutes and just continuing to battle. Nothing's easy, and nothing was going to be easy for the Warriors on this homestand. We talked about it from the very beginning. So 888-957-9570, let's get it rolling on the phone lines. We've got some people that want to talk. Let's start with Galileo in Fremont. What's up, Galileo? You're on 95.7 The Game. Thank you so much for taking my call. Just driving back from the game, uh, I really like how we were able to pressure Trey Young and limit him and limit Bogdanovich in the first half from going off. And Draymond was doing a tough job on their bigs. They went with a two-big lineup, forcing us to go with Looney and Draymond. And Clay had a vintage game, like you said, hitting tough shots. But he looked pretty poised out there. You don't want a steady diet of him shooting off the dribble threes, but tonight he had it locked in. Great game, gritty win. Now we know these guys can get gritty. Thanks so much. I think that's the theme of the homestand to this point, is the fact that the Warriors, well, yes, in, in what, three of these five games, they've hit a bunch of threes, 19 tonight in what was a franchise record, 59 attempts. But there was 18 against Memphis. They hit, I think, 17 the other night against Portland. So they are making threes in some of these games. But to me, it's it's been all about the dirty work. It's been all about, while not perfect, you know, key defensive stops and continuing to battle through mistakes and just fighting and scrapping and clawing. And I've given Draymond Green and Clay Thompson a lot of credit for setting a tone to which others have, have followed. And, yeah, the Hawks tried to go big. They've got some length. They've got some size. The Warriors were using a little bit of Anthony Lamb tonight, who I think is an unsung hero with 15 points on 6 of 11. A couple of bad turnovers. Uh, but he also had a couple of key offensive rebounds as well and knocked down six shots on a night where the Warriors only had nine without Jonathan Kaminga and Jermichael Green still not back, and Wiggins hasn't quite returned yet, so the Warriors able to get a big-time performance uh, from the guys that they had. And when you only got ten, and one of them's Ryan Rollins, you know there are going to be opportunities for, for young players and some of the two-way guys to step up, and you just have to play who you have, and I think that's what Steve Kerr was able to do. Barry in Santa Rosa next here on Warriors Wrap-Up at 888-957-9570. What's going on tonight, Barry? Hey, listen, been listening to the games, and they all sound great. I had a couple of points to make, actually three. I can make them quick. One is this this team, the way they've um, started coming together and winning some of these close games here, reminds me of the original um, Warriors team when they kind of started off on their dynasty. You know, I, I just listen on the radio. But every, when those guys just started, Curry and, and, and Green and Clay, you know, they were, they were just kind of scrounging around, and it was really hard. They were digging around. They would win some... Uh, clutch games. Uh, they had some really good uh, 
chemistry. It was Gree back then. Um, you know, they were winning the close ones. It kind of sounds like that's what's happening. Now, we still have a lot of the old veterans here, you know, obviously. But, I mean, we are um, uh, putting in some of the newcomers, and they're starting to come around, and it sounds like a, a lot in, was it 2013, 14? I can't even remember. Um, yeah, going all the way back. It's It's been 10 years, that 2012-2013 season, Barry, and, and thanks for the call. When uh, Not that the dynasty started, but you could make the case the dynasty started. That was the first playoff year for Steph and Clay and Draymond together. No championship those first couple of years under Mark Jackson, but that changed in the third year that, that the three of them uh, were, were all together. But, but yeah, there, there are – Finding, I think, some guys that can be pieces once they're whole on a more limited role because they've been forced to play a few of these players more minutes because they are shorthanded at the moment. And look, not everybody that's playing now is going to play later, but the Warriors by necessity, I think, have have developed somewhat of a of a grinded out type of identity here. And it's it's really benefited them. I mean, they're six and three now in the last nine during this stretch without Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins has been out for all of it. So they've gone from a, a team that, in essence, can't beat anybody without Steph, which is where they were at the point in which he was injured, going back to the middle of December in Indiana, to a, a team that at least at home can beat anybody, even shorthanded. And again, it's not just Steph. It's it's without Wiggins. It's been without Klay Thompson in uh, a couple of these games because of the back-to-back and him not playing there. So Clay's missed one of them, and the Warriors have been able to just get enough with what they have on a particular night to win it. And, and I think tonight you just go all around the roster from Clay's 54 to Jordan Poole's 28, although not a perfect 28 with the turnovers and, and some poor play and, and some significant stretches there. You get 17 from Anthony Lamb. You get 14 from Kevon Looney. You get 23 offensive rebounds. You get Looney on his 21st offensive rebound. He gets the putback after missing the initial tip uh, when Clay takes the, the three. And they're, they're just finding ways to win, which is different from the beginning of the season on the road when they were pretty close to fully healthy and and were, frankly, finding ways to lose down the stretch in games. And I think there is some what of an evening out factor as far as the the clutch type games and situations for teams. The Hawks have won, I think, two or three buzzer beaters themselves this year. So going the other way, you look at the Hawks. The Hawks maybe had one coming on the negative side to them. The Warriors – had one coming on, on the positive side to him, given the way some of these other losses have, have fallen uh, at different points in the season. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, as uh, the Warriors get the win, 143-141, to 141, and you heard it right here at 95-7. The game now 17-2 and at home. Big first quarter, bad close to the second. They got hit in the third to make it a tie game going to the fourth. But after being down nine in the fourth, the Warriors able to rally to force overtime on the Dante DiVincenzo three and then hang tough in the overtime, get it to a second overtime, and it looked destined to be a third overtime. But Kavon Looney says, "Uh uh-uh. First walk-off basket for Kavon Looney with no time left on the clock. Of course, you remember Kavon Looney did have a game winner for the Warriors last year 
in Indiana. Similar kind of deal where Looney gets uh, a layup uh, in the closing seconds. There's still a little bit of time left on the clock, but uh, Kavon Looney, Johnny on the spot uh, with the game tied and the clock winding down. Let's go to Tony in Alameda next here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Tony, you're on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, good evening. Thank you for taking my call. You got it, man. Hello? Hello? Yep, I got you loud and clear, Tony. What's on your mind? Hey, what's on my mind here? I'm trying to compare what's more important tonight. Uh, the DiVincenzo's uh, time game, three or uh, Looney's tipping two times uh, to win the game. And also, uh, the, when when uh, Wiggins and Curry's come back, how the heck are they going to um, shake this lineup now? Are we going to have the miracle uh, come back with the third, fourth quarter again, the way we're going right now? Also, uh, you know, the coaching of Steve Kerr is, is pretty damn good. Also, that final one, you know, uh, Looney, I know he had the tip in there twice, but his surrounding is only like 6'3", 6'4", 6'5". The first tip in should have been in already. I mean, he did good there. He got 21 rebounds, but he's got to be more – his hands got to be just slammed that ball in there. Okay, thank you for taking my call. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, 888-957-9570. Uh, John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap-Up at 95.7 The Game. As far as which one is is more important, well, you don't win the game without either one of them, first and foremost. Uh, you don't win the game without either one of them right there. As far as what's going to happen when – players come back I, I think it's it's pretty simple I mean it, it's a matter of you know Wiggins is going to come back he's going to go in the starting lineup Dante DiVincenzo is going to go back to the bench Steph comes back Poole goes back to the bench and I think you know the seven that are going to play it's going to be Steph and Clay. it's going to be Wiggins it's going to be Draymond and Looney that's your starting five and still a lineup that's been among the best, if not the best, five-man group in the NBA. So there's your starters. You know Jordan Poole's going to play. You know DiVincenzo's going to play. I'll be interested to see what happens with Jonathan Kaminga because Kaminga was in a walking boot after the note. uh, The Warriors called it a foot sprain. I guess his foot uh, swelled up after the game against Portland uh, over the weekend. And so he's in a boot. Sounds like he's going to be out at least for a couple of games uh, and going to be reevaluated here in the in the next few days. I think Kaminga was working his way into being the eighth guy and somebody that was going to play you know, every single night. I think still Anthony Lamb probably gets some of those minutes. We'll see if Ty Jerome potentially gets some of those minutes because DiVincenzo's been able to be out there in some three-guard lineups and, and guard up uh, in terms of defending. So if, if DiVincenzo can, can put pressure on the ball – uh, like a like a guard, but also rebound like a forward. That gives the Warriors a, a little bit more versatility with with some of the different lineup combinations that that they want to to be able to play. So I think it's going to shake out. You can't keep rolling the way the Warriors have this shorthanded over a long haul and and win enough games. But the good news is is the reinforcements are coming here at some point. Hopefully with Andrew Wiggins by Saturday, and then that's also the day that Steph Curry is set to be reevaluated. So we'll get a better look at what his timeline is going to be after finally getting on the court and starting to do some work here over the course of the last week. All right, let's get to Mike in San Francisco next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on tonight, Mike? Big win for the Warriors, and uh, you heard it right here in 95.7 The Game. Yeah, incredible what this team does at home. They probably should have lost a couple of these games here, and they just rally and find a way to win. Hawks really just uh, gagged this uh, game away multiple times. 
Warriors should have won a regulation, then probably the first overtime. Then they had a chance to put away in the second overtime. The Warriors at home, I wish they would just take this mentality uh, they have at home where they dig down deep and find ways to win all, out on the road. They, they'd be the best team in the league once again. And doing what they're doing right now without Curry and Wiggins just shows what this team is capable of. It's, it's, it's incredible to watch. And uh, good to see Clay going off tonight. And, and JP doing what he does. Draymond doing all the DP, showing why he's DPOY candidate, making all the little plays there. The bench, Lamb, DiVincenzo, big clutch shot there to send it to overtime. So uh, I thought 62 realistic, but with the way this team's going, and that they knocked off the hardest part of their portion here. I think 8-0 is more than realistic when you look at what they have upcoming here. Detroit's awful. They're one of the worst teams. They should they should roll them. Uh, and then they got Orlando, and Phoenix is struggling mightily without Booker. So I think that's more than realistic. Uh, uh, what do you think about that? Because I really do think 8-0 is on the table with the way they're going right now. It's just uh, they're just incredible at Chase Center, man. They're the best home team in the league. And the disparity between them – on the road at home, I feel like at home they can beat anybody. It's just in the road, complete opposite. Uh, I, I do think eight 0 is a major factor. What's your thoughts? Uh, great win tonight. An incredible game. Thanks. Yeah, no, incredible game. Eight 0 is absolutely on the table now. Uh, I mean, w- once you get to five and zero, and look, you can't take any of these for granted. I think that's been another one of the themes that I was very quick to lay out uh, at the beginning of this homestand. The Warriors were capable to me of winning all eight, but. None of them were going to be easy, and I think we've seen exactly that. You know, the Warriors can can play well in stretches and get out to leads, but you always know the team's coming back because the reality is this is not the 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 championship team with a bunch of all stars out there for for a forty eight minute stretch. So you're, you're always going to allow teams back into games because the truth is this team, as it's currently constituted, while they're battling their ass off and they're doing the best they can to to win games. It's just not going to be. It's just not going to be fluid. There aren't going to be blowouts against other good teams, in particular. I would caution folks to 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 be too cocky about the fact that it's just going to be easy, even against Detroit and Orlando. Orlando has beaten Boston. They went up to Boston a couple weeks back and won back to back games there. The Warriors lost to both of these teams on the road, essentially fully healthy. In the in the early part of the season, I think Clay Thompson missed the Detroit game. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo, I think, missed both of those games. But other than that, the Warriors had Steph, they had Wiggins, they had Draymond, and they lost to both of these teams. So I, I caution that, but it's absolutely on the table with the way that the Warriors have played to this point if they keep looking to grind it out to the extent that they have so far. Uh, and let me tell you, they get three more wins and can push this thing up to 23-18 and 18 at the halfway mark, look out in the second half because that in and of itself may be good enough to be sitting right at fifth and within maybe even a game or two of fourth in the West. And if the Warriors get into the top four, they've got as good a chance as anybody to, to go on and win uh, an NBA championship again and defend their title. James and Berkeley, as we keep it rolling here on 95-7 the game. What's going on tonight, James? Hey, J.D., thanks for taking my call. You got it, brother. Yeah, so I just wanted to say that I don't. I think we take Clay for granted. Some of these shots he's hitting, they're just insane. His catch and shoot, it's it's absolutely unbelievable. I think he has gotten some slander this season. I think some of it was partly deserved, but the fact that he came back from his injuries and he's hitting these shots is completely unbelievable and just 
we take that for granted and just to expect these shots, no one else hits these shots that Clay hit. So I think shout out to Clay for coming back so strong and just hitting these unbelievable shots. I don't take it for granted. And I think we should put some more respect on Clay's name and I hope he keeps it up. Thank you. Yeah, the the effort level from Clay and the care level has been Hall of Fame. I, I mean, and, and I think if anything, at times that's a, it's made him get in his own way. Frankly, is the fact that that he's trying to do too much with every single shot, and he's not going to be the same player every single night that that he was. But he still can be that player on any night. And, and you don't necessarily know when it's coming. I, I think Clay tonight in these last two games, one thing to note and something I'm going to do a little bit of research on moving forward here with the day off tomorrow and, and, and bring to the table throughout the course of this week is, is just Clay's numbers when he's been rested as opposed to when the games are coming every other day and, and when the games are coming you know, just in rapid fire. But it seems like he's, he's played better games when he's been a little bit more rested couple of days off, not playing the second of the back-to-back. He's hot against Portland. He gets two days off before this one. Warriors didn't do anything as far as practice during the holiday weekend. He comes back out knowing that that he needs to help carry the Warriors, and he's able to help carry the Warriors uh, to another victory. But, yeah, the, the, the Hall of Fame effort and the leadership and the tone setting that I come back to from the guys that are healthy among the championship players – I mean, you just can't discount it. What Draymond has brought to the table in terms of energy, grit, determination, defense, physicality, emotion, all of that, just it it cannot go unnoticed. And I think Clay, to a certain extent, as somebody that's been here for all the championships, he's set that tone with with the way that he's carried himself. And and I keep coming back to the fact that others have followed along the way. The, the, The role players garner confidence from the way those two dudes carry themselves good or bad because it's not always going to be good you know you can make mistakes in games and make up for those mistakes by making winning plays and 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 I think that's something that you know Jordan Poole can relate to and Anthony Lamb can can relate to and Kevon Looney can relate to and and Dante DiVincenzo can can relate to uh as well uh, but for the Warriors to be able to overcome the 19 turnovers, for them to, to overcome the Hawks getting to the free throw line 29 times and, and be able to just continue to scrap and scratch and claw and fight, uh, I think it's a, it's a tremendous testament to the, the guys that have been here and, and won championships. And that starts with, with Draymond and Clay Thompson with, with Andrew Wiggins and, and Steph Curry both still out. All right, let's uh, – Let's uh, welcome everybody to our 11 o'clock hour. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ-FM in HD1 San Francisco. Always live on Twitch, YouTube, and the free Odyssey app. Yeah, and we are live on Twitch and YouTube here tonight on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson with you back inside Chase Center as the Warriors get the win over the Atlanta Hawks tonight, uh, one forty-three to one forty-one in two overtimes. Kavon Looney with the game winner after Dante Divincenzo forces overtime. Warriors getting uh, a little bit lucky on a couple of misses. 
Clay Thompson with the miss at the end of regulation. Jordan Poole gets the rebound, runs it out to the three-point line, takes a three. Shot gets blocked, but the block goes right to Dante DiVincenzo, who steps right into a three uh, and sends the game into overtime. Warriors survive some touchy moments in the overtime to get it to a second overtime. And then Kavon Looney sends everybody home happy uh, with the putback off of the clay miss and off the miss of his own tip uh, for the Warriors to prevail in this one by two. Let's uh, go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, as he met with the media downstairs uh, in the press conference room following this win. Hey, Steve, what did you think about Kavon Looney's work on the boards tonight and that, that work leading to the game winner? Yeah, I mean, he, he was, um, Loon was fantastic. Um, you know, they've got, they've got some, some big guys in the paint who can go up and, you know, get lobs and, and, uh, they, they kind of took over that third quarter with Okonwu and Collins and, you know, Trey Young coming downhill. So we were kind of going back and forth between, um, you know, Loon and Anthony Lamb, you know, just deciding, do we want more spacing or more size? And both of them had great games. So it was really uh, fun to watch them both perform at that level. And then to, to see Loon get rewarded with the game winner was fantastic. Did the offense, I guess, middle of the fourth quarter on sort of boil down to Clay, go get something. And how fun is it after what he's been through? If that's what it was that you could say that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, we had four guys play, uh, 44 minutes or more. Um, and so it, it just felt to me like in the, in the two overtimes, but even down the stretch, uh, fatigue was a, was a factor and we weren't generating many easy shots and, uh, and Clay just took over. So, you know, we, we, um, we're going to him just with a you know a high screen, getting him the ball, letting him go on a high screen, and running off him off some some pins, and and um, he just made shot after shot, made play after play. He was incredible. You guys spent a lot of the early season like losing some some backbreakers late. I mean, the Utah one particularly comes to mind. Lately, that trend has flipped. How important is that? Yeah, I mean, that was kind of what we talked about early in the season was that we, we're going to get some games back, you know, and um, Mike Dunleavy turned to me after the game and said, said, we that's payback for the Utah game, you know, in Salt Lake, like you, you usually lose a game or two like that and win a game or two like that during the course of the season. And uh, tonight was our night to, to pull one out. But I think it's a, there's a reason that things are going our way right now. We're, we're playing tougher. We're hanging in there. Um, in general, we're doing a better job, not fouling. We had two reaches on Trey young, uh, down the stretch. I think it was the end of the first overtime. Can't remember exactly the time frame, but, um, allowed the game to keep going. I think if we don't reach there, we probably, um, wrap up the game or make him uh, make a tough shot. So the fouling kind of, um, got to us in the second half but for the most part during this winning streak we're playing smarter we're playing tougher we're sticking together Looney's rebounds at the end shine but but how about what Dante does on the boards and you don't get into that situation without that when he corralled right at the end of regulation to make that big shot I mean is he just uh everything? you know Dante has really um shined during this stretch you know with um with so many injuries uh, we've counted on him for big minutes and uh, he just continues to show why he's a winning player you know he's um I said it the other night but you know guys the guy won two NCAA championships and an NBA title and you know he competes every second of every game he makes winning plays and um you know his his rebound down the stretch and then the three that he made to tie it 
you know, that was um, just just Dante, you know, doing what he does. On that Clay step back uh, in the first overtime, was that strictly Clay ISO? Did he create an ISO? Uh, you almost never seem to dribble that many times to get a shot. What was the call there, or was that just Clay improvising? We were going to get uh, Clay in a pick and roll, and um, you know they did a good job switching. And um, at that point, it just felt like everybody was was pretty tired, and um, so everyone just kind of flattened out. And uh, and Clay, you know, ended up taking the shot. He got a decent look, but um, at that point, when when guys are just exhausted, you're just you're just trying to outlast your opponent. And uh, we didn't execute great down the stretch, but we hung in there, and that was the main thing. Is, is there something about his shot? I, I know it always looks good, but it's going in now that you see. Is it just his feet are under him a little bit more? I think it's more his emotion is under control. I think um, when he was struggling early earlier in the season, I thought he was placing way too much importance on each shot, and he was searching for that shot constantly. I think he's been much more patient um of late and um when he's patient he's you'll know because he's hitting the roll man he hit loon and draymond several times tonight um then the ball comes back around to him he just looks more relaxed more at ease than he did uh earlier in the year is there also a physical component to that to him coming back him getting more to be the old clay and also you you said at one point i forget when it was i'm going to ride with clay is this the guy that you were talking about, basically? You know, he's done so much in his career, so you, you don't go away from him just because he has a bad stretch. Everybody has bad stretches. Um, so I just think, um, you know, he stayed with it. He's worked hard, you know, on his uh, conditioning and, and his strength, and um, and he stayed with it, like I said, uh, from an emotional level. he He's just stayed much more uh, calm and patient, and that's paying off for him. You guys had, a, I think, a 17-point lead at the start of the third, you tied heading into the fourth quarter. Just kind of what happened there to then make this game much closer? Yeah, I, well, I didn't like the way we closed the second quarter. Um, you know, the ball stopped moving. Uh, we got a little stagnant. Um, and then we came out third quarter. First possession was a, a turnover, and they got downhill and got a couple lob dunks. And you could feel the game shifting. I think, you know, this was our first game of the trip. I think they were, they had some cobwebs they had to shake out in the first half. You know, they looked heavy legged to me and then they found it in that third quarter and they're, they're an explosive team. Uh, so they, they got themselves going and, um, and we fell into a little bit of a rut, but that's how a lot of these games go, especially when they're really evenly matched, you know, and we're, we're missing some key guys. And so there's going to be ups and downs that we're going to have to play through. And that's, that's what I'm most proud of with the group right now, you know, during this five game winning streak is just every single game has had these moments where we've had to, to stick it out. And, uh, and our guys have done that. 45 minutes for Draymond tonight, 46 for clay. Uh, I think a couple other guys over 40 um, and they're your healthy guys right now. Like where, where's your, I guess concern level about like you know that type of load wearing on some yeah. Heads. I mean, there's a reason I gave the guys the weekend off. Um, no practice the last two days. Tomorrow will be a uh, uh, get what you need day. So I, all the guys who played 40 plus minutes uh, will be off their feet. You know, the, the performance staff will will let me know if they're worried about anybody. Um, but we just got to get through this stretch and. Um, you know, get some get some bodies back soon and take some of the pressure off of these guys. Jordan's shot wasn't going down, but given the circumstance, do you almost admire a guy keep taking shots, 31 shots, because 
is just the way the game has to go. Yeah, I mean, I, I keep saying this, but what I love about uh, Jordan is um, that he's got uh, another level to reach, and these games are so great for him to to feel what it's like to be Steph. You know uh, what it's like to be to have the best defender on you, to have the pressure on you, to have to uh, to function. You know, down the stretch where. You know the the uh, the game is going to be more physical, um, and you got to play through all that stuff. So these are all great learning experiences for him. We don't win any of these five games without Jordan. We just don't. We desperately need uh, what he's bringing to us. And the great thing is he needs this this experience to go through, so he can feel what it's like um, to be the main guy with Steph out and have have to elevate his game. Um, you know, not so much from, um, you know, a scoring standpoint, but just from, you know, an improvement standpoint, an understanding, uh, an awareness of what what needs to happen, playing through stuff, um, you know, getting us into our offense. And, and those are all things he's going to improve upon. And like I said, that's exciting to me because he's already hell of a player and he's he's going to get better. Hey, Coach, can you take me through that last time out? You're up to uh hawks come in they might go for a three they might go for a two you've got defenders on the floor do you discuss all right do we not want to give up the three or uh and then do you talk about what happens if they do score and what you're going to do coming down the other way in this circumstance yeah so we took jordan out you know we had we had the uh the two-point lead we put um our defensive lineup in there we had a foul to use um i believe um at that time. And, and so part of the message was, um, you know, if the clock gets down and, you know, it's, if you can, you know, kind of get a, a, a foul in to make them take the ball out of bounds, that's a possibility. And, you know, no threes and no fouls on the shot. These are all the things that we're, you know, trying to tell them. And then, you know, what's our strategy? Are we going to switch? Are we, you know, before the, before the ball's entered, uh, after both, you know, these are all the things that are being discussed and decided on. And, uh, and the final thing is we have no timeouts left. So if they score, we got to push it. And so it's exactly what happened. Draymond did a great job pushing the ball ahead and, um, Clay got a good look and then Loon and, and Lamb were down there fighting. Um, and Loon, Loon was able to convert. So, you know, kind of a, a wild sequence, but the guys did a great job of, of executing. All right, so Steve Kerr there, a couple of key takeaways. The the point about Jordan Poole, and I think it's especially important on a night where I think some Warrior fans are, are coming after Jordan Poole. And, look, you can't be coming after Jordan Poole right now. You know, People thinking about the turnovers or wanting the spotlight or, or not you know playing well down the stretch. Steve Kerr said it, and I'm going to echo it right here. The Warriors are not 5-0 and in this homestand if it's not for Jordan Poole playing at a high level and, and scoring the basketball. Plain and simple, they've needed Jordan Poole. And Jordan Poole, I am guilty of this as much as anybody. He's still a young player. And he's going through this opportunity of, of having to be a carrier for the Warriors right now with Steph out. And that means teams are really honing in on him, and, and he's trying to learn how to finish some of these games in crunch time as the lead dog or as the number two on a night like tonight to, to Clay Thompson's one. And so that is its own process 
that that Jordan Poole has to has to learn to to get through uh, at this point of his career. I I make the mistake sometimes of because the Warriors are so young in other parts of their roster, and because Poole is kind of the bridge player between the championship core veterans and the the super young guys. Wigan, or I'm sorry, Kaminga and and Moody and and Wiseman, but. I consider Poole because of his top six status to be a veteran for, for for the most part. But but in times where he is asked to do more and asked to go from let's say a sixth man up to being the the number one primary ball handler in addition to to Draymond Green, then you know I, I think that's where you have to allow yourself for for some more mistakes. And and the other key part from Steve Kerr is just the up-and-down nature of all of these games. That should be expected. The up-and-down nature should be expected. You know, Nobody thought that the Warriors were going to come in down Steph Curry and down Andrew Wiggins and on some nights down others on this eight-game homestand and just roll like it's you know the 18-2 and two team from a year ago with everybody playing at a high level and you know, the Warriors trying to... Oh, Lost the lights there for those watching on YouTube and and Twitch. <laughs> Lost the lights here inside the uh, inside the conference room in, inside Chase Center. Uh, but you know the ups and downs. That's the that's the key. You know it, managing those ups and downs and battling through those ups and downs as uh, the the Warriors try and and fight and and scratch and claw their way to to a lot of these wins as they've been able to do and and to to not give up in some of these games to be able to continue to rebound and and fight in a lot of these games I think is 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 pretty pretty key eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero Warriors wrap up here on ninety five seven the game uh, as uh, the Warriors get their fifth win. Uh, in as many tries on this homestand, back in action on Wednesday. Warriors and the Pistons to go at it then, and then it'll be the Warriors and the Magic Saturday. Warriors and Suns to close it out. This team's got a great shot at getting to 8-0 uh, on this homestand and getting to the midway point of the year, really making up a lot of ground uh, that they had lost based on the slow start at 3-7, and seven, and I've talked about it a lot. You look at the Warriors right now, this, this season has essentially been four different segments. There was the 3-7 the and seven segment uh, at the beginning, and then it was 10-4 and four to get themselves to 13-11, and 11, and then there was the 2-7 and seven stretch after that that brought them home 15-18, and 18, and now this fourth segment of the season uh, gets them to 5-0 and oh, uh, and now 20 and 18 uh, with three games to go before the uh, official midpoint uh, of the season. So good stuff from the Warriors there uh, as they continue uh, to try and and go undefeated uh, on this homestand. Xfinity Mobile text line, uh, Dante DiVincenzo, uh, underrated, one of the most underrated players in the NBA. I think that's one thing the Warriors have definitely learned on this homestand is the fact that Dante DiVincenzo has an ability to fill some of the void with other players out. You know, when when he's the seventh man and that second guard in at times, you know, he can have nights in 20 minutes where he plays pretty well, but it, it's almost as if he isn't out there long enough to really make a a positive impact in the the subtle ways that he's able to to do it. But 
recently with all of these players out, he's been able to to really step in and being asked to do more, he's been able to answer the bell and and do more. Defend multiple different players in positions, often the best scorer at the guard spot on on the opposition. He's also been asked to fill some of the scoring void on some of these nights, and he's been able to do it. He's a willing passer. He rebounds bigger than his size, and he's just become a a real key cog uh, and a player that that fits what the Warriors do so well uh, at, at an extremely high level, and you know, he is, when we look back on this season and where the Warriors are at and trying to find themselves, uh, you know, he's somebody we're going to look back and say, hey, he really helped this team at a critical juncture uh, stabilize themselves. Uh, Patrick Baldwin Jr., a- another one, somebody that hadn't been mentioned on the, on the show to this point, uh, but he had eight points and knocked down a couple of threes and was unafraid to get out there, the 510. Appreciate you checking in with that uh, on the Xfinity Mobile text line. Uh, and tonight was a night where you knew Baldwin was going to get some run with Jonathan Kaminga out, and the Warriors only had 10. And really it was it was nine, and Steve Kerr would probably tell you eight because he doesn't want to get Baldwin and Rollins you know, too much time at this particular point. But for Baldwin, knowing he's going to be out there, to, to be unafraid to, to let it rip six times in just under 11 minutes and knock down a couple of them. And he had a block shot tonight. His length was on, on display. And so, yeah, a couple of rebounds. Uh, yeah, I think if Jonathan Kaminga is going to be out and Andrew Wiggins is not going to be available here for another game, that's going to be an opportunity for Patrick Baldwin because it can't just be Anthony Lamb. It can't just be eight. You can play nine, but it can't just be eight. And, you know, tonight was a night where Ty Jerome didn't make the impact that he had previously. Moses Moody, uh, you know, knocked down a couple of shots, got to the free throw line, kind of an up-and-down affair for Moses Moody, missed some free throws as well, which were problematic. But, uh, yeah, Patrick Baldwin's an interesting player who who I wonder if if the opportunity is almost forced upon Steve Kerr because of the dwindling potential rotation players that can be put out there it, it winds up working out to, to Baldwin's benefit but he he gets a, a subtle nod I, I think tonight for sure in his 10 minutes for, for coming out there and, and, and really you know make it a positive imprint uh, on the game as well and, and helping the Warriors uh, earn this victory all right we'll go ahead and call it a night on that note uh, one hour here tonight commercial free and now in the dark uh, in the studio here uh, inside Chase Center. Uh, we'll, we'll end it on that note uh, and reconvene on Wednesday with Warriors Live uh, at 6 o'clock. So a big thanks to Sterling Bennett and everybody in our San Francisco studios as uh, cutting up the highlights and putting together the post-game sound and everything you hear here on, on 95.7 The Game. Uh, we'll uh, reconvene on Wednesday at 6 o'clock for Warriors Live as I will be with you right back here from Chase Center, Warriors and the Detroit Pistons for the second of their two meetings uh, here on 95-7. The game tip-off just after 7 o'clock as the Warriors try to make it six in a row on the home floor and 18-2 and overall uh, in this building. So uh, we'll talk to you then as the Warriors get the job done tonight. They win it 143-141 to in two overtimes, and you heard it right here in your home for Golden State Warriors basketball, 95-7 the game. We'll talk to you Wednesday.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.